Hello, kia ora, and welcome to In Pursuit of Purpose with me, your host, Tim Jones, the Grow Good Guy. It's fair to say we live in interesting times at the best of times in the modern world, but right now, as the world is in the grips of the COVID-19 or coronavirus pandemic, we certainly are living in interesting times. And so I was really curious to um, talk with a great friend and uh, hero of mine, Zach Mercurio, as we try and work out like how does purpose play out in a pandemic? And I think this is a really interesting interview and, and certainly not the interview that I had in mind when Zach and I were talking about um, him coming on the podcast a couple of months ago. But yeah, it'd be really interesting, really interesting to get your reflections on purpose in times of pandemic and, and times of crisis in general. And I guess in this talk, we really dig into the importance of purpose before pandemic or before crisis, um, but also some really uh, useful tips, I feel, for how to connect to purpose and a sense of meaning and contribution in these crazy times. Um, clearly, you will be sitting back and hopefully relaxing somewhere at home around the world as you're in lockdown right now. Um, and hopefully not drinking too much of your favourite tipple. So maybe get a cup of tea instead and, um, yeah, kick back, relax and listen in. Awesome. And so with me on this episode, I have Zach Mercurio. So welcome, Zach. Hey, Tim. I've been looking forward to this. So have I. And, and Mercurio by name, Mercurial by nature, it's taken us a bit of a while to, to nail, down, nail down a time that works for both of us. So I like how you're being, uh, you know, influenced by your name there. <clears throat> um, <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Or, or Mercutio from Romeo and Juliet. Some, oh, okay. people, some people say that too. It's, my name is just Mercutio, uh, but oh, okay. the, T, the T is an R. Right. So, well, there we go. Yeah. Every day's a school day. I was close, though. I was close. <laughs> um, so um, you are one of my purpose heroes. Um, you were one of the, the people that I kind of discovered on my journey to purpose. But for those of you who don't mm. know, you may be over this side of the planet in little old Aotearoa, New Zealand. Um, but just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're up to. Yeah, I mean, there's this big movement, as you know, if you're listening to this podcast of having purpose, right? Knowing your contribution. And my work really has centered on how do we move from having purpose to being purposeful, to uh, developing a purposeful contribution-centered mindset uh, to provide energy for our days, our work, and, and the people around us. And the way I got there is honestly, it all started at five years old, and I didn't know it, I was the youngest of two, uh, three brothers. And, you know, when you're the youngest, you get really good at entertaining yourself <laughs> and comparing yourself. And that comparison sort of dominated my life. I was always searching for significance and trying to find something to give me significance. Mm. And, I, and I realized through taking a job that paid me very well that other people thought, I w other people saw me as successful, I realized in the depths of that moment of sort of despair and misery of seeing people live for the weekends that us human beings were just not made to acquire and achieve things. And um, I have shifted my work since then to really help people realize their own significance uh, through purpose and meaningfulness. And so I do that in a couple ways. I do research and teach in the Center for Meaning and Purpose in the Department of Psychology at Colorado State University. And then I work with organizations and individuals on how to approach work and life with a purposeful mindset to experience meaning and meaningfulness. But it all comes back from that five-year-old self, you know, yearning for significance mm. and looking in all the wrong places. Mm-hmm. That's so so true, and that that is so. Um, I mean, it's interesting. You know, I'm an only child. Um, oh yeah, but yeah. had um, you know, and a lot of people go, "Well, only child, you know, must have been spot rotten and da da da." But um, it's not always the case. Not that I'm saying I didn't have you know, mm. very good upbringing or have you, but that that need for approval um, was massive with me, and and I think that's because because you ended up in sort of marketing, advertising. I I ended up in sales. Um, both, you know, jobs that pay well, um, but equally both jobs, I think, like you say, where you, you're, there's like this manifestation for this yearning of human connection and acceptance in the work that you do mm. um, to try and fill that void. Yeah, it's kind of like the if-then hamster wheel, 
Like yes. if I get this job, then I'll be happy. If I get this starting salary, then I'll be worth something. Yes. If I uh, get this PhD, then I'll be able to write a book. If I, and uh, we follow the if then all the time. And meanwhile, we miss, we miss the now because we're focused on the then. Yes. This destination addiction that we have is it can, can strip us of our significance right now or Indeed. our sense of significance right now. Yeah. And, and sort of trying to, like you say, trying to fill that void. I've, I've just finished up a, a, a coaching program with a group of people last night. <laughs> and um, that kind of, um, you're trying to fill that need for approval, like, like, like just releasing that, that um, particularly the, the parent connection um, of mm. the, the, the potential um, feeling of, of, you know, p- parents not having done enough or that need for approval that hasn't been met and, finding that approval um you know within yourself by doing something of contribution that that mm. was something really powerful for the, for the team and i kind of feel in a sense that's how i kind of see purpose is like become clear on on who you are not on who you have been told you should be and fill that kind of emotional internal cup through the contribution and doing doing good in the world rather than on that kind of um destination addiction yeah, I, I think it's the difference between the question, what should I do and how should I contribute? Exactly Those questions that. lead to different places. What should I do? It usually narrows our attention into some particular step or someone else's plan for your life uh, or some sequential linear path in a spiraling world. We, we're not, mm. we don't live in a linear world. We try to mm. make it linear. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, what happens is, is that those things that you do, they can all go away. And when the floor drops out, we can't answer that question of who am I now? I think that that's what like this time that we're talking in a global pandemic is a lot of people can't do the things that they thought brought them meaning. Mm. And those things are changing. And without the thing that we do, without our activity to prove our worth, who are we? Yes. And why are we? And so when Mm. we ask how I, how can I contribute? That opens up a whole different set of possibilities because it's not tied to it one job. It's not tied to one career or one thing or one skill set. You can contribute in the way you were built to contribute in many different ways. Exactly um, that. There are many different mediums through which you can do that versus when you say, what should I do next? You get on the train track. It's hard to get off. Mm. Oh, yes. Um, and you that's all great stuff. And you have you've got that i mean i i have this real clear sense of the moment when i kind of flipped the metaphorical monopoly board in front of me and said stuff this um i, I don't mm. want to play this game anymore and i know that you had that real clear moment as well you, you talk about the taxi driver moment yeah because i think a lot of people yeah. have got that they're close to that moment in life or maybe they've had a mini moment like that and, and i think the more that they hear other people having that moment the, the the more hope it gives people so i'd really be keen for you to let me know what happened there yeah and i think a lot of listeners probably out there have already had the moment and i probably had the moment before the moment mm. but i just wasn't noticing because yes. i think i think you have to have the ability to notice and look and reflect and act mm. you know when i think about reflection i think it's you have to notice what's happening to you you have to reflect on it and then you have to do something as a result of it. Those are when the moments really coalesce. And so I was, I was in this job where every meeting I had with people was talking about how to make as much money as possible. Mm. Um, and I would go out cause I sold advertising. I would go out and talk to these human beings who had businesses that actually did need what we had. So we actually mm. did have purpose, but then I would go back and the disconnect was so misery inducing, you know, that disconnect between <laughs> we were talking about outcomes and not human beings. So what I noticed in that job is that people around me were talking about the weekend. And I think, I still think it's a, it's something we don't talk about enough, how the everyday greeting is, Hey, how are you? And then someone says, what they did last weekend or what they're excited for mm. this coming weekend. I mean, and that's two sevenths of our lives. It's astounding. <laughs> how many people really live and talk about two sevenths of their lives. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the meaning gap right there. Mm. Um, 
And so I had left work on a lunch break and I went to this parking lot and I met this cab driver and he pulled up next to me. He got out of his cab and he said, how's it going? And, and in, in the U.S., on the East Coast, during a weekday, you don't make small talk. So this yep. was a little weird. <laughs> and he said, how's it going? And I grumbled, oh, man, can't wait for Friday. And it was like Tuesday at the time, which is embarrassing. <laughs> and and I, I was, I'm kind of embarrassed, literally, looking back on that. And then I asked him how, how he's doing. And he sort of lit up in this way that you know, I can't really describe. He just had a sense of joy on his face. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm doing great. You can't beat this. I get to drive new people around the nation's <laughs> capital every half hour. And then he said, he said, I'm people's parents. They don't talk to I'm their friends. They never yes. had when people come to the U S I'm the first person they talk to. I feel like I'm the face of the United States, especially driving a cab here. And he's like, I mm -hmm. love it. And I he was smoking a cigarette. He put the cigarette out. He got in his cab and he drove away and uh, I was struck by not what he did, but how he talked about what he did. Yes. And that he talked about why he did it. And that emotionally moved me. And it was, it was from that moment where I went on this reflective journey of how do we learn that perspective? Mm. And that has me, that, that's what my research and my work has been on ever since is how can we learn to approach our lives thinking about how we contribute the impact that we uniquely mm. can make where we are right now. Uh, and, and that's what's led, led me to this work, but it was that realization. Um, and then I actually, I was on a train and I bookstore bookstores were a thing mm. <laughs> book of poetry. I mean, so I, I didn't read poetry, but I picked up this book of poetry for some reason, it was called Everything Else in the World. And there was a line that said, I yearn for a job so good that I'll be finishing it for the rest of my life. This is a Ooh. Stephen Dunn poem. Um, and what I read is the contribution that we make. That's yes. the job that's so good we'll be finishing it for the Love that. And I think that's such a, it's such a powerful story that you've got there. And because I know you, you've done, um, is it you did the study as part of your PhD on the janitors or the cleaners? Um, or no, that's been yeah. a part of your work. And I think that's one of the, for me, one of the challenges around purpose is, I think it can be sold in inverted commas as this, you know, this world changing thing that you, that you have to be doing. And I think for sure right now, there are lots of things that we do need world changing ideas and, and contributions to make things better. But equally for me, I, I look at, um, uh, like hospitality workers you know and and they're some mm. of the lowest paid and worst treated and it's like this this human is serving you your food which is vital it's like this that, that is such a powerful role that's like they're literally providing you with the life force that you need to keep going and it's like sure you can choose to do that badly and and not understand the contribution but, but like this it's actually one of the deepest acts of service you can provide another human is their food and it's like if you if you understand that connection on both sides of the table literally you know there, there is a sense of meaning and contribution in, or you can just go well this is a low-paid student worker who's provided me a really average meal and you know that was really transactional and um, mm. whereas i think you know in i think this is kind of what you were sort of exploring in, in the work you did with the janitors it's like in many ways the more the more physical contribution that you're making, there's, a, there's almost actually a, a clearer path to recognizing your contribution. Whereas as you kind of rise up into the white collar world, it becomes harder to perhaps see that connection because you're distanced from the human that you're actually contributing to potentially. Because pre-second industrial revolution, all work was purposeful. Yes. Like I made, if I'm a shoemaker, I made shoes so you mm. could have shoes, Tim. Yes. If I'm a farmer, I grew food so you could eat. Yes. Uh, we put it into an assembly line. So mm. what, what, what once was a craft where I made the shoe for you, now I'm just making a piece of the sole of the shoe. Yes. And I don't know who's making the rest of the shoe. Mm. So I just go to work and I do my part as fast as possible. Mm. And, yeah. and they, and they you think might I'm never happy. See that. Yeah. And you might right. never see that, the, 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 the human, whereas, right. yeah, when you're the cobbler in your village or your town and, and you're seeing the, 
the same people come through and you're having that sense of connection. Because the other one, I, I have this conversation with, well, I've had this conversation with my barber a couple of times and, and, and you know, he, he's like, oh, you know, what do you do? And I try and explain what I do around you know, helping people and organisations find purpose and meaning like yourself. Um, and, you know, he was like, oh, man, you know, and I was like, but surely you must feel a sense of purpose in what you do, because kind of like the cabbie or the taxi driver you spoke about, you know, the, 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 a good barber is your counsellor, is the dad that you didn't have or, or the second dad who mm. you go and talk to. And you have this very, you know, how many other people touch your hair for 30 to 45 minutes once a month? You know, right. it's like a very intimate role. And it's like, for me, I, I, I guess I, I, you're probably the same. Like you can probably see the connection and the meaning that could be available in a role. But I guess a lot of people are just so, well, I, I, I'm a barber because I'm a barber. I didn't really think about it. I just kind of ended up here um, or whatever. And yeah. it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think this idea of, is actually very misguided. There is a big difference in being purposeful that have a purpose to save people's lives, but they don't experience their work as purpose. Work with plumbers who society says don't have a bigger, higher purpose, but they experience mm. profound purpose in their work. And I think mm. one, of, one of the roles to discern purpose where we are, then we're not going to learn to do it where we are going or where we want to go. Um, and mm. so between people that experience meaningfulness in my research, all had a mindset that they were able to at attach the discrete task or thing that they were doing to its inevitable impact. Like the janitors yes. would say to themselves, the janitors that experience meaning, I'm cleaning toilets so people don't get sick. That's mm. so that, right? Connecting. Yes. Just for them, it was the cleaning supplies and, and what they had their position with the impact of the work. That's what being purposeful is all about. Yeah, yeah time it's important to develop and discern and understand where your unique strengths do match up with a unique impact and create a sense of bigger sense of purpose but i mm. think the prerequisite for that is being purposeful learning how to discern yes. meaning in the moment exactly that because you know there is there is like you say there is meaning in every action potentially it's just you have to discern it you have to understand it and and realize how what you do is impacting someone someone else and i guess you know ultimately for me that the key then is to get to a point where um you know the contribution that you're making is is good for them it's good for the wider society and it's good for for you and that's kind of like the the nirvana bubble of purpose right but i would wait for that big job that dream job or start that big enterprise uh start thinking about how you make an impact right now like when you wake up and and make breakfast for your family or mm. or you ask someone how they're doing that's just as purposeful as a clean water project in Africa, you know, mother, totally. to, mother to change the world, go home and love your family. Now mm. the meta, the metaphor of that is if you don't have a family or, or don't go back to where you are, I mean, focus on where you are right now and how you can make mm. a difference. And often your pathway to these bigger projects are, is revealed through looking at how you make an impact in these small moments because you learn a lot about yourself. Yes, exactly that. I think that, I mean, that's one of my favorite quotes that I put it, you know, put out to people in, in my field is uh, from Gandhi, you know, that the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. Yeah. So, and exactly that start. And, and I'm a big fan of the, the idea of like, you know, well, and I guess part of the purpose work is, you know, first sort yourself out, like understand like mm. uh, kind of like you did, like, okay, why, why am I, working this job that I don't I don't particularly enjoy I'm living for the weekend okay right I need to sort myself out and then once I sort myself out then I can connect to my family in a more meaningful way once I've connected and and, and me and my family are doing okay you know with meaning then I can think about a wider sphere of influence of you know maybe it's my community and then it's maybe yeah. my society and then it's maybe you know my country then it's maybe at a really really big level but I think, and I think different people will find their place at different parts of that. You look at someone like Elon Musk, you know, who's trying to change the world and, and, and get us all into Teslas. Well, that great. You know, he, he wants to operate at that level. Not everyone can or, or will or will want to operate at that level. And I think that's, for me, that's, that's the, where you've really hit so much, um, you know, really well. It's like fight, you can find meaning in doing what a lot of people would look at as meaningless jobs. And look at what's happening right now. All of a sudden, mm -hmm. in, in, especially here in the States, 
with this coronavirus pandemic, uh, I, I always say what we really hinge our identity on. Um, like, do we hinge yes. our identity on what we do or on why we do it and our contribution? Mm. Thing is, it, it really reveals who we really need. And I think that we're finding that the people that actually make society possible are the people that get paid the, the worst and that are the most <laughs> overlooked. Yes. Like, why did it take a pandemic for us to praise frontline workers, the people that literally yes. make everything else possible? It's because we sometimes, I think we make purpose a destination. Like we mm. inadvertently make it some big destination. Um, but then the third thing is I think crisis shows us who we, who we can become. I mean, yes. what's possible when we realize our entanglement with each other? That mm. always we're purposefully connected. But it's crisis to violently show us how interconnected we are, which inevitably that inter and what your impact is, that's purposeful thinking. Yes. And I, th and th I think that's the truth in that, you know, I, I guess, you know, you, you got onto your purpose journey in a moment of crisis, you know, personal crisis. So it's like, I really dislike what I'm doing. I had a very same mo similar moment of, okay, like, why am I here? And, and, and for me, it was also on the backdrop of the earthquakes that we had here in, in New Zealand. Mm. And, and I kind of feel it's been really interesting for me. I, I, I kind of feel like it's been a real fire hose of content coming out of the internet whilst everyone sat at home. Mm. And there's, you know, do this, pivot your business, do this, marketing, um, you know, financial advice, da 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 da. And, and whoa, it's just like, it's overwhelming the amount of content that's being thrown out there. And I guess the majority of people, very well meaning, you know, it's like, hey, I want to contribute. I have some skills. Okay, how can I best possibly serve humanity right now so that they get onto the, onto, you know, a better place? Um, but equally, I've, I've kind of been holding back from, from putting too much out there because it's like, mm, how, how, do you, how do you talk purpose in pandemic when a lot of people literally are in survival mode right now? It's like, you know, I don't know if I can pay the bills next month and I don't know if I'm going to have a job next week. What are your thoughts on that? Well, personally, I mean, I, my survival is dependent upon being able to share this message in group and we're on a shelter in place lockdown. Yeah. Half of my business in four hours on a Friday afternoon um, and studies purpose. It revealed to me that even I hadn't done the work enough. My identity was revealed that I had hinged myself on what I did and I had to stop and, yeah. um, and reflect back on the work that I had done, the purpose work that I've done with myself to bring me back to this place of, okay, who needs you most right now? Forget about, forget about how much money you need to make to pay for your mortgage. Like who needs me right now and uh, guiding my work. But this whole idea of survival and purpose um, without the will to survive. Mm. The will of Viktor Frankl. And I know we've talked about this. Yeah. You know, Viktor Frankl called it our will to meaning. Um, when he, yep. he was a Victor Franco wrote the book, man search for meaning really uncovered that it's not our situation that defines us, uh, how we respond to the situation and how we connect and discern meaning. And I think that, that, that what he did with patients who had like schizophrenia or these really, um, challenging psychiatric disorders is the, is to reveal their purpose, their will to live, mm -hmm. why they wanted to continue on was was central and i think that's central for people all over the place to cultivate that why are we doing this why why are mm. you stressed for what what are you stressed for yeah um so i think that we have to cultivate the will to survive along with the tactics to survive just giving somebody mm. a job like doing an economic rescue package and making sure people have a job when they come back is not going to do anything for their emotional well-being while they're in the job. Mm, yeah. So I think that we have to do both. We have to give people a job and we have to uh, make sure people have what they need to survive, but we also have to make mm. sure people are cultivating their will. Mm. Because I, look, we, we were having a chat just before the, the call and, and you know, resilience is a big part of purpose. Um, and, there's, there's a lot of call, you know, people reaching out. I need, you know, organizations wanting resilience work now. And it's, it's kind <laughs> of like, 
<laughs> like, <laughs> you know, teaching resilience now is it's like that's literally the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff, isn't it? It's like, and I'm um... not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> like, I'm not laughing because this is a serious situation. But resilience is a developmental trajectory. So resilience is developed over time. Uh, you yes. can't, you can't right. just teach it or yeah. learn it. Yeah, overnight. because you, yeah. you're right. I mean, you, in, in many ways, you're, you're, you're learning resilience now. It, exactly. <laughs> by, by... Right. And the only way to learn it is to be able to say, okay, I moved through that. How? <laughs> yeah. How well, did I do that? that. And, yeah. and what, what strengths did I use? What personality traits did I use? That question. I mean, mm. for anybody who's listening who's feeling like nervous and anxious, right now, which I am asking myself this question, like think of a time or a crisis or a change that you moved through. And if you're listening to this, you mm -hmm. have yourself like, what did I do well? And I guarantee you're not going to find, oh, I sat and stewed about how I was going to survive. <laughs> I guarantee like, or I, I hunkered down in my home office and, um, you know, did a bunch of webinars. What I think you're going to find is that you were hopeful. You leaned on others. Um, you asked for help. These are all purposeful things. Mm. And, it, and it comes down to that. Uh, I guess a big part of it is that, is that connectivity. Um, and I really appreciate your vulnerability. And, and you know, I, I kind of feel I'm, I'm a bit in the same boat as yourself right now. You know, it's, it's like, okay, you know, who, who needs purpose work right now? <laughs> when in many ways you could make an argument that actually a lot of people need purpose right now, but it's pretty hard to um, try and broach that conversation when, like you say, a lot of people are sat in their home offices watching webinars. <laughs> and, and I've watched a couple last week myself. <laughs> people around you, like, I mean, you know, for me, it's been really hard to embrace vulnerability just because I'm like a more logical, mm. rational thinker. But like, mm. I've had to say to my wife, like, I'm really nervous mm. about this. And I'm nervous mm. about my livelihood and my ability to contribute. Yeah. And um, it took me saying that for her to give me the evidence that I've made it through these things in the past. Mm. I mean, she yeah. said, she goes, you've switched without any safety net. And what did you rely on to mm. do that? And I think that's why doing mm. this in community is really important. Being able to be vulnerable, name what you're feeling. Even though, even if like I'm mm. quote unquote, uh, you're, like you said, I was your purpose hero. But I mean, like uh, <laughs> a purpose expert, like this is a, Purpose is also a developmental trajectory. We don't just get it and arrive. Like I don't, I, yeah, exactly. I didn't, I didn't yep. read the news of a global pandemic and sit down and read my purpose statement three times and then all of a sudden we sprinkle magic purpose dust on myself <laughs> and get up and start skipping down the road, you know, giving out bags of free food. Like that just doesn't happen. <laughs> you, you have to like go back and you have to use the skills of being vulnerable mm. in your network looking inward, affirming yourself, knowing you can do it and relying on those resources that you've built over time. And everybody who's listening has mm. those. Yeah, that's super cool. I think for me, because um, my wife runs her own business as well and, and her business has been going okay so far, uh, touch wood. And for me, a, a big adjustment, and it's really interesting that, you know, that, that identity, it's like, well, I'm, I'm the, the grow good guy. Like, I should be out there growing good right now. I should be helping people. But the reality for the last week is I've been absolutely because my wife's been working and my daughter's at yep. home. Um, and for a couple for, for a couple of days, I was like a real bear with a sore head. I was like, <laughs> like, like I've got work I need to be doing. People need me. You know, I'm the grow good guy. But then it's like, <laughs> and I think this is a really interesting one, maybe perhaps for, um, you know, mothers listening, because, okay, we're still, generally, it is the female that will take the time off to look after the child whilst the, the male will stay working. And, you know, I've said this to female clients in the past. It's like, like, you can't underestimate the value of purpose in staying at home and developing a new human. It's like, it's like I had to take a real dose of my medicine and go, maybe my purpose right now is to be the best, you know, the, the best dad I can be in a pandemic and, and hang out with my daughter and have some cool times in lockdown. You know, we're, we're lucky in, in New Zealand, we can still go for little walks around our your local area. And it's like, okay, I just have to embrace that. And, and I need to put the work on hold for a bit and, and pop up when I can. And, you know, um, being there for a small human might possibly be way more purposeful than anything you'll ever do as the grow good guy. Exactly that. And, and we and have, we, we have to be okay was... with that. That's the, 
this is what I, this is what I mean by like the, the grow good guy is doing amazing work, but it, it's right in front of you. You, you are the grow good guy as a parent. Exactly. And, and for me, that, that was a really interesting link back to my purpose because the reason that I am the grow good guy and why I'm trying to help, you know, transition as many people and organizations to be purposeful is for my daughter so that she can inherit a better planet in 10 years time when she's 17, 18 and moving into being, you know, a, a, a fully, um, you know, a full human interacting with this world. And it's like, well, okay. So, but I've got to make sure she's a good human to go and enter that good world. So, yeah. And I think that. you raise a good point <laughs> about default purposes, like the purposes that society because of gender roles can place on people. And you see that now, like my wife, I'd say she has a more important job than me right now because she's works for the university. She's on this COVID response team and she's doing a bunch of financial stuff to make sure that ventilators can be donated into hospitals from the university. Right. Oh, wow. And, um, so I think that, uh, both, both you can contribute like as a parent, which I'm doing too right now and honor that women contribute in the workforce right now. And need, we, we need yes. women to be contributing in the workforce too right now as well. Um, so, yep. and they should be, and we should be. But I think that that's mm. really, it's really important what you brought up there is that um, to be able to stop the to-do list and all this stuff. I mean, two days into this, I just stopped and, and was like, okay, I'm just going to go build a, Le I'm going to go, I'm just going to go build a Lego <laughs> tower with my five-year-old. Like, honestly, because I was trying to do, do, do and keep yeah. up and keep up and it just wasn't happening. Yeah. And when I just stopped yeah. and let myself be and stopped identifying with what I did, um, there was a sense of mm. peace that washed over me that, that yeah. I, I experience I when I'm doing it. my job and I'm on purpose. <laughs> totally. But, and it's interesting because, because, uh, you know, uh, obviously for, I think you'd recognize or agree, you know, one of the big components of being purposeful and, and what I really love about your work is, is, you know, the behavior of purpose it's it's one thing sort of thinking that you are right, purposeful, right. but actually how you behave um which we could maybe talk about in a second in some of the the corporate responses to this stuff but you know states of flow are a really important way of recognizing or, or moving towards purposeful mm. behavior and what i what i found really interesting is <clears throat> is you kind of forget actually how much flow there is in building a lego tower with a five-year-old or with a seven-year-old in my case, or sitting down and just doing coloring in for two hours. And it's like, actually, I kind of quite like to do some more coloring in during the week. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. It's like, it's actually quite meditative and therapeutic. And it, and it sometimes you know, takes some easing into, right? It sometimes takes some easing into, because at first yeah. you're like, oh, I'm coloring. Why am I coloring? I need to be doing work. And then, and then as you keep coloring, <laughs> yeah. you let yourself keep coloring. All of a sudden you're like, wow, I'm coloring. I'm feeling something. I actually think it's a very good metaphor yeah. for uh, building purposeful habits because being purposeful mm. is very uncomfortable. I mean, we, we want to get up yes. and look at our phone and say, what am I going to do today? What am I going to do today? Mm. Instead of looking at my, our, our yeah. phones and saying, how is what I'm going to do today going to benefit other people? Um, and that's a very yeah. uncomfortable question, but it's just like sitting down coloring when you have a whole to-do list. Once you just start doing it and you yeah. get into it and you keep doing it, you you do start mm. to experience these these states of of you know what you called flow, um, mm. and there's nothing wrong with sitting down and coloring with your child instead of sending that email or building that new online course. Uh, I would argue <laughs> I would argue that sitting down with a child or someone else and having that calm time is is way more important mm. right now than building that course yeah. or starting that side hustle or whatever the heck people are selling, you know, in, mm. in our stimu stimulation mm. economy. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's, it, I think there's, I mean, my kind of sense is there's, there's kind of two broadly speaking that we're, we're, we've split humanity into two camps. We've got those who are, you know, really going to really struggle. And, and that could include medically. Um, it's going to be financially. It's like, I don't know if there is going to be a job right, next week, right. next month. And hopefully, you know, like in New Zealand, governments will come to the party and, and help people through so that we don't have mass unemployment. Um, but I kind of also get the sense there's, there's a well-to-do bunch who are 
you know, their work is still going. Uh-huh. Um, and in New Zealand, we're hearing there's a whole lot of industries that they're kind of like, pandemic, what pandemic? Like sales have been better than ever um, or business is going better than ever. Um, for those that are kind of, you know, life's kind of going okay and, and maybe now they're in isolation, they're working from home. Do you think now would, would be a good time for people to, for that group to be reflecting on purpose and maybe, you know, considering things and, you know, for an organization, you know, would now, if you're doing okay, isn't, do you think now's a good time when you've got some downtime to reflect on connecting to purpose more, more deeply? I think so. I mean, because it's, it's sort of a natural pause and the space we mm. need, it's, it's can be on the flip side of all of this. If you're not impacted heavily, if you or a loved one don't have this really terrible disease, then it could be a time to pause. I think the benefit of even asking mm. the why question, like when my toddler asks me why, I have to stop and think. Mm. You know, like it inter- <laughs> it interrupts the routine. <laughs> like the the business as usual because we get into these habits. Like we all have beliefs and habits that we don't know we have. But you get up every day and most of us do some version of the same thing every day. Organizations mm. do that too. What if a toddler came into your organization just asked why? Why are you doing this? Why, why, do you do why are we do? doing this? <laughs> and um, and then and then when you when you do ask why and this is why this whole uh, building resilience is a developmental trajectory is when you start to ask why mm. when you start to cultivate the bigger meaning you start to cultivate the will to survive before you actually need to survive um, is yes. so powerful so if you are an organization if you are a leader and there isn't a firm sense of purpose or being purposeful in, in the approach to the work it's just doing the work to get particular outcomes there will be a time. Mm. There, this is not a black swan event. There will be a time no. where those outcomes won't be there. And I always say this, the problem with mm. living for results as an organization or an individual is the fact that you can achieve them or you won't achieve them. Yeah. And then, then what? Totally. So I would, I would fill the totally. end of the then what now. You know, Have that purpose that will sustain yeah. you and pull you through those and start cultivating mm-hmm. it now. Mm. Totally agree. I mean, as a <clears throat> as a recovering salesperson, <laughs> um, and I was I was talking to um, uh, a, a friend through through school who's in sales, and and you know he was just remarking the other week. It's like, so we have this sales target for this year, and it's like they've literally just made that number up, and we will all hit that number. <laughs> and I'm like, yep. How does that feel? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Right. It's like, and he said, "Well, you know, we we hit our number last year within three months of the year." And it's like, cool. So how did that make you feel? And he's like, "Well, then we didn't know what to do for the rest of the year." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. So you have like, like how many in your team? Like two hundred. Cool. So you got two hundred salespeople. You know, just like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, one of my one of the U.S. columnists in the New York Times, David Brooks, wrote about. There's two types of virtues to live mm. for. There's resume virtues, yes. the things that you acquire and achieve to make yourself look good mm. or be successful. And a company can have these too. Mm. And then there's eu- eulogy virtues, yes. what people will say about you at your funeral. Yes. And you can think about this as a company too. Mm. Like, do you live for you? What's your, what's your legacy yes. going to be as a company? Is it uh, creating a lot of value for shareholders mm. and meeting your quarterly goals? People aren't going to remember you for that. Like even in this crisis, like what I was saying in this crisis is I've been saying this to people all the time after I was talking to this executive who said, I don't have time for this culture stuff (laughs) during uh, purpose. (laughs) And I was like, how are you responding to this? And he showed me all these projections and these flow charts and things. And I said, you know, people at the end of this, your people are not going to remember you for your flowcharts and projections. They're going to remember you for your empathy and compassion. Yeah. I mean, that's if you remember for the people that guided you through difficult times in your life, mm. you don't remember you don't remember the detailed step by step plan they created right. for you in the financial projections. You remember that they were there for you, that they cared for you. Yeah that they had compassion, that they had that outward focus. And that outward focus on being and contributing to you is, is that's purpose. Mm. That's being purposeful. Exactly. So, um, you know, I think it's a short-term, uh, people are, are thinking, generally think in short-term gain mm. and not long-term legacy. Yes. 
and that's it that's part of the human condition i mean it's like the marshmallow challenge isn't it when you give the kids it's like i guess it's that deep <laughs> rooted survival mechanism of no nah, take the marshmallow now because there might not be any marshmallows because the other kids might eat them all <laughs> yeah is, that's uh, a perfect that's a perfect metaphor yeah. which is but it's interesting because um equally you could argue that that's something that defines the human condition is that we we are even aware that there is a thing called the future you know like i've got a, a small west highland terrier like he doesn't know that if he doesn't eat the food you know if he, if he eats the food now he, he's not sure whether there's gonna be food tomorrow or not it's like i'm just gonna eat the food mm. you know so, so humans are like we, we we have i don't know maybe that's what the next sort of transcendence of the human race needs to be is like okay well we, we know of the future we know that we can save food and stockpile and you know we can delay gratification in that respect but yeah we, we still don't seem to fully close that loop of sacrifice something and, and for me that's a big part of purpose is like what what will i be willing to sacrifice today for a better world tomorrow for me and other people and i think that's really like the lockdown for me is um like a really interesting concept for purpose it's like we're all taking a hit on our lives right now to ensure that other people have a better chance of survival and it's like even if that's the one thing in my mind if that's the one thing that you connect to right now it's like that's something that you can look back on and go, well, I did my bet. Like I stayed home and I didn't go and have meetings and go to the bar or, or go and meet people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that what we are willing to risk reveals what we value ultimately. Yes. Um, and so I think that that's a, that's a, actually a great starting point to think about your purpose mm. is think about what you're really willing to risk. And usually um, you'll, you'll find out what you really, and sometimes that can be a difficult conversation uh, to mm. have with yourself. But I also think something you said is that we're conditioned to react to unhelpful instincts. Mm. Like, for example, um, when we react and we stay in fear, and maybe we are sitting at home right now and we're in fear, mm. um, our actions, our ability to problem solve research finds becomes worse. We are less yes. collaborative. We are a part of our brain that solves for problems when we experience a negative emotion uh, for too long actually shrinks. And so um, we have to learn not to react on instinct, but to respond yes, and create exactly the space that. to respond. Mm. And that's something you can learn and an organization can learn and leaders can learn. I mean, here in the States right now, the biggest threat to leaders is not this virus. It's the it's succumbing to uh, re reacting mm. with unproductive instincts, yes. fear, frustration, anger, cynicism, instead yep. of creating the space to choose a positive and productive response that's mm. regenerative and is not extracting of people. Totally. It is uh, certainly but yeah. crazy times. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful though that um, <clears throat> I kind of feel... Well, I'm, I'm hoping that, that the rebound from this will be a very much more purposeful world. Um, I, I'm kind of hoping that the, the sense of connection that we have, and like, as you mentioned at the very beginning, the fact that we, you know, we, we realize how connected we are as a species. Um, I, I kind of feel that it's, it's there for the taking for, for humanity to really come together on this and we come out of this collectively in a, yep. in a way better place than where we entered into i think that's the hope you know and and i guess for me again it's like it's all part of the purposeful journey like you got to go and do the shadow work you got to go in, into that dark cave and it's like okay we're all in a dark cave right now and we can choose to kind of slay some dragons and 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 go on a bit mm. of a hero's journey and come out of here way better humans and create way better organizations which will create way better systems and how we support and help each other or we can take that fear-based track and and maybe regress from from what was business as usual um that's my take i don't know what your thoughts are yeah and i think that this um is revealing the links between us like you said that we often don't want to see because it may make business decisions not as streamlined Mm. or it may make leadership decisions not as easy when we can see the link to the decision to a variety of human stakeholders. Mm. But I think that what this is revealing are the links between us and mm. thinking is being able to see those links when times are good. And I'm hoping yes. that I'm hoping that we can continue to make the 
inherent interdependence of human beings uh, visible and that when people can be purposeful, they can see those links and talk about them and serve them and uh, not operate in this uh, isolated individualism that mm. oftentimes um, does makes more of a mess uh, yes. in the long run and doesn't build the resources to respond when things don't go well. Mm. Totally agree. So I guess we're we're getting to the end of our allotted time. Um, I guess yeah, just to sort of to wrap up, if, what what would be like if you you've got it? Well, you've got a, a message. Um, you've got uh, like what what would be your message to people right now? I guess specifically in you know pandemic times around around purpose and meaning. I think we've covered quite a lot. But is there, is there one kind of take home message you'd want to get across to people right now? I think that this time is is a time of, of revelation in terms of what it what it really reveals and Mm -hmm. i I really want to invite people into asking themselves what is this revealing about me Mm. what is this revealing about my community what is this revealing about the world and then pursue this question of where are my strengths most needed Mm. um i think is something that's really helpful like if you've lost your job still ask yourself, where are my strengths most needed? Here in Denver, Colorado, I was reading a story about this chef. Her name was Brittany Ray. She was laid off from her two jobs and um, her only way of making money. And instead of sort of sinking into despair and frustration and anger and cynicism and sort of clawing for a job, any job, she went to a local church and she set up a kitchen and she's making food 14 hours a day right now and delivering it to elderly who are in their homes, low-income families. Um, and she's using her strength to make an impact. Well, wow. the result of that is that I found out about her through reading an article mm. about her. And people have started pouring donations into her work. And she's going to be starting a nonprofit. That's wow. how when you lead with contribution, mm. results follow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And, 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 I, think, and we call that a positively deviant act in positive psychology because we, <laughs> yeah. And, and what happens, because what we do is we deviate from the instinct that, to respond in fear and choose a positive and productive path forward. Uh, and, and we can do that. Nice. And I think that's, that's such a, cause you know, it, the purpose stuff can get really complicated or it can appear, like it, because it, it's it's a big topic, and it, you can unpack it and go into all sorts of weird and wonderful places. But <laughs> I think that this, this is like a, a, the core, the core of, clearly being a positive deviant is a you know that's a place we could all go to. Um, but it's like the basis of it. It's like what are the skills you have? Where can you contribute? It's like exactly boil organizational purpose down. That's kind of where it's at, and and I think that is what. I think, you know, in New Zealand here at the minute, there's, um, we're labeling like the frontline staff here are, are being called essential workers. Yes. So, you know, for me, it's kind of like, okay, well, if your organization or your work has not been deemed as essential, why not? Like, how, right. how could you make yourself essential right. the next time this comes around? Because if you're not essential, then there's clearly not a, like a deep human need for what you're offering. And right now it's kind of medical and food is like essential right so it's like how do you make how can you make your business essential for humanity mm. and i think that's a really interesting idea for people to maybe ponder on if they have that capacity right now yeah i might let you let, i might let i might let you uh end on that <laughs> awesome Hey, mate, it's been super cool. I absolutely love your work. Um, we've not actually met physically yet. Hopefully one day, once the lockdown's out, that might happen. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love it. Um, but, um, you know, yeah, thank you so much. I, I I would definitely like to get you back on for a second go, maybe when we're not in pandemic purpose times, um, and, and maybe we can talk about some other purpose stuff. Um, but, you know, thank you so much for all the work you're doing, Zach, in the world of purpose. Like I say, you've, you've definitely been an inspiration for me. And I know you're being an inspiration for probably millions of other people around the world. So, yeah, keep on keep on doing what you're doing and, and stay safe. And, and I hope you and your family come out of this uh, on the other side all, all well and good. You too. Thanks for doing this podcast, putting this out into the world and 
for for anybody who part of this movement. So thank you. Hey, no worries. All right, mate. I'll leave you to it. Catch ya. All right. Bye. And that's a wrap. Hey, thank you so much for listening in to my podcast. As I say, I'd love to know where you are on your journey in pursuit of purpose. And if you've got any questions that you'd like me to try and answer for you or people you'd like me to interview on this podcast, please do let me know through a message or a comment. Also do connect with me on other social media platforms. You'll find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, and on YouTube. For more information about me and what I offer through my business, Grow Good, you can also go find me at www dot growgood.co that's growgood.co if you want to get in contact with me my email is really easy tim at growgood.co i'd love to hear from you until next time go well and keep on pursuing your purpose and that's a wrap hey thank you so much for listening in to my podcast as I say, I'd love to know where you are on your journey in pursuit of purpose. And if you've got any questions that you'd like me to try and answer for you or people you'd like me to interview on this podcast, please do let me know through a message or a comment. Also do connect with me on other social media platforms. You'll find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, and on YouTube. For more information about me and what I offer through my business, Grow Good, you can also go find me at www.growgood.co. That's growgood.co. If you want to get in contact with me, my email is really easy, tim at growgood.co. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, go well and keep on pursuing your purpose. Hi, Tim. I uh, just want to say loving your podcast, um, really helping me in my journey of purpose. Anyway, there's just a wee test message, but um, I'm about to head out on another walk and listen to another podcast, so um, I'll try to leave you a message for any um, light bulb moments I have during the, uh, the, the, the podcast. Anyway, cheers buddy, see ya, bye.